1: It's a critical moment of choice. And now, here is your host, Mark Passio.
2: welcome one and all you're listening to what on earth is happening here on the oracle broadcasting radio network i'm your host mark passio today is sunday march eighteenth two thousand twelve my website is what on earth is happening the networks website oracle broadcasting the show is live every sunday from five to seven p.m. east coast time that's four to six p.m. central We have a great show lined up for you here today. Today is a special edition of What on Earth is Happening. It is episode number 100. It's a milestone for this radio program. And uh, as, as part of the 100th uh, radio show for What on Earth is Happening, I wanted to do something a little bit special, a little bit out of the ordinary. And uh, instead of continuing uh, to cover uh, you know, the, the, the outline that I developed for solutions for the topics that we uh, had planned for solutions, I want to bring on a very special guest today, uh, my friend Jay Parker, who uh, is going to talk about solutions-oriented approaches for ritual abuse and trauma-based mind control. Jay, you may remember, was one of the speakers at the Free Your Mind conference back in 2011, and he did a phenomenal presentation there that enlightened a lot of people. You could check that out on uh, YouTube. You could also look it up at freyourmindconference.com, go to the speaker page, click on Jay's link, and you could watch the entire presentation. Uh, Jay came on this radio program as Neo, before he came forward under his his actual name uh, to speak at the Free Your Mind conference, so uh, many of you will remember him from show number 17, where he discussed uh, satanic ritual abuse and trauma-based mind control. Today, we're not going to rehash all of that horror. We're going to stay focused on solutions and what people who may have gone through some type of uh, extreme trauma like this can do to basically uh, psychologically heal themselves. So that's coming up on the show today, and I'm really looking forward to it. I do have one quick event announcement and that is regarding truth freedom Prosperity's monthly documentary screening and discussion night that's coming up as it always does on the last wednesday of every month uh... wednesday march twenty eighth, two thousand twelve at seven o'clock p.m. note the uh... the time change seven p.m. instead of seven fifteen uh... we're meeting as always at media bureau studios here in philadelphia media bureaus is in the northern liberty section of the city on the corner of 4th and Brown, the exact address 725 North 4th Street in Philadelphia. This month we're going to be showing the uh, great documentary Slavery by Consent. Slavery by Consent is a documentary that exposes how we are seen as nothing more than chattel by the entrenched rulers of the global control system. It also explains how humanity ultimately enslaves itself by giving our consent to be ruled by these psychopaths and agreeing that we must somehow obey their dictates. Our true power will only be found when we develop the courage to stand up and emphatically say no once and for all to human slavery. But will we? Join us for this great documentary, Slavery by Consent, Wednesday, March 28th. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on Oracle Broadcasting. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. Today on the show, we have a very special guest as kind of a uh, a celebration of our 100th episode. And that special guest is Jay Parker. Here's his bio. Jay was born into a multi generational satanic Illuminati family and received monarch trauma based mind control as a child. For the first seven years of his life Jay was subject to satanic ritual abuse in a large cult setting. On the show today I'll be discussing with Jay some holistic recovery and healing methods for for satanic ritual abuse survivors among many other topics. Jay, welcome back
0: to What on Earth is Happening. Well it's great to be here Mark. Your 100th show. Uh, Congratulations.
2: Thanks man. I appreciate it and I appreciate you being here.
0: Well in the time since I did uh, the uh, What on Earth is Happening uh, show number 17 and today, I have to say that uh, my healing is uh, gone very well.
2: That's really great to hear. I'm sure people will be really happy to hear that. And uh, they're going to be also anxious to hear about how uh, what kind of techniques and methods you've used to accomplish that uh, coming back to balance uh, psychologically and spiritually. We're going to be talking about that and getting in depth on those methods on this show today. But uh, before we do that, Uh, one of the things that I would like to uh, briefly talk about and get your take on um, is the occult season of sacrifice. And this is something that uh, I talked about fairly extensively on what on earth is happening in the past. And the reason I mention it is because uh, tomorrow, I would say, is the unofficial beginning of that season, with uh, March uh, 22nd, 322, being the actual real official beginning of that uh, occult season of sacrifice. Now, I talked about uh, this concept on our uh, shows number 51 and 52 so if people are not familiar with what the season of sacrifice is I'm not going to completely go over it again I've I put the three images that I discussed on shows 51 and 52 uh, on the uh, radio show page for this show so if you don't see that you can refresh the page it's right underneath the player on the radio show page of what on earth is happening or it is posted with podcast 100 if you're listening to the podcast so uh, those three images are um, uh, showing the occult calendar, the, the, uh, the um, calendar of the Sabbaths, the midpoints of each season, and then explaining why the spring equinox is seen as an extremely special time, uh, kind of like the renewal of the year when the sun uh, breaks the midpoint or the zero degree point of its, uh, uh, the Earth's plane of orbit. Uh, the the sun, of course, due to the Earth's plane of orbit, is visually seen to go from 23.5 degrees south latitude of the Earth to 23.5 degrees north latitude of the Earth, depending on the time of the year. And the midpoint, or zero point of that, is the spring equinox and also the autumn equinox. But it is seen to be rising during the spring equinox, signaling a a time of rebirth and renewal. But also, in the dark occult sense, this is a time of sacrifice when blood is to be be given to the earth and to the sun uh, in order that a bountiful harvest may be received during harvest season. So that's the short um, explanation of what the season of sacrifice is. And um, if you look at these three images, it basically explains that this is a 40-day period, 40 being a very significant symbolic occult and biblical number, from 322, or March 22nd, to May 1st, which is the midpoint of the spring season, which is the Sabbath known as uh, Walpurgisnacht. Walpurgisnacht happens on May 1st, and it is the highest uh, occult holiday of the year. So, um, if you look into history, and you look at false flag operations, and you look at um, covert sacrifice rituals done in the name of... um, uh, showing people how horrible these things are, and that we have to do something, you know, to gain control over this situation, like s- school shootings and bombings and terrorist events, etc. A high percentage of them take place during this forty-day window. And uh, just a very brief example—I'm sure I'm forgetting tons of them. I just compiled this quickly right before the show. Uh, the BP oil spill happened on April 20th. Waco the the siege at waco occurred at on april 19th the oklahoma city bombing happened on april 19th the columbine school shootings happened on april 20th the assassination of martin luther king happened on april 4th the virginia tech school shootings happened on april 16th the uh, massacre at port arthur happened at, on april 28th all within this 40 uh, day window that is known as the season of sacrifice. So, one of the things I want to uh, start off talking about is that this season is is getting ready to open up. As a matter of fact, I, again, I would say that the unofficial season is March nineteenth, okay, which ha- which starts tomorrow. That's three days before the official opening of this season, which is March twenty second okay and they, that's another symbolic reason the three days before the official rising that, that the sun is dead as of March 19th and then finally really truly breaks the, the horizon of the zero degree latitude mark on the 22nd of March 322 again another symbolic occult number and it, uh, it is highly associated with the dark occult uh, organization known as the, the uh, Skull and Bones the Order of Skull and Bones or the order of death. So uh, this season is something that we have to be vigilant during, uh, especially so, not to say we don't need to be vigilant during other times of the year but especially during this season so I'm putting out a call for people to be on the lookout for false flag events for fake terror events for uh, bombings and shootings etc okay or justifications to go to war they're constantly trying. they've been trying to push to go to war in many different areas okay Iran not the least of which uh, Africa now with this uh, um, you know Kony uh, uh situation you know uh, that they're trying to flaunt out there when this person hasn't really been a, a threat in Africa for years, and they're trying to uh, 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 trot that out in front of people to justify going into uh, going to war in in the Uganda region of Africa. So uh, the 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 situation, uh, the actual um, uh, time of this year is ripe for, for a false flag event, and we really need to. Be extraordinarily vigilant uh, during this time in particular. So, Jay, I want to turn the floor over to you before we start getting into uh, satanic ritual abuse and healing methods for it. I want to get your take on the occult season of sacrifice, knowing that you came from an occult family. Uh, tell us what your take is on that, and what you think we should be on the watch uh, for.
0: Well, uh, growing up in my family, everything, uh, you know, in the religion you know basically yeah uh, you know all about it Valpar just not uh, oh gosh oh, all the different holidays you know different rituals but uh, well there we go
2: we're going to pick this up on the other side of the break. I know this break just just got us it snuck up on us, but uh, I'll turn the floor over to you when we come back from the break, and you can uh, tell us what your position is on the season of sacrifice, and you know what you think we should be looking out for. Some of the things that you think they might try, they might try to sneak in past us during this uh, this time that they look at as they must give blood to the earth in order to get their uh, their manifestation. Uh, to, to take place. We'll pick that up on the other side. Stay with us, everyone. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Mark Passio, and you're listening to What on Earth is Happening here on the Oracle Broadcasting Network. My special guest, satanic ritual abuse survivor Jay Parker. We're going to be getting into healing methodologies for SRA, Satanic Ritual Abuse, a little bit later on the show, but I open up the show with uh, a warning to people that we're about to enter the time period known as the Occult Season of Sacrifice, which I covered Uh, rather extensively on uh, podcasts number 51 and 52. I went into a list of uh, events that happened during that season, and I uh, turned the floor over to Jay. Tell us what your uh, take is on the occult season of Sacrifice and uh, maybe perhaps what we should be on the lookout for during that time period.
0: Well, uh, when it came to uh, the cult I was uh, in, uh, my father claimed to be ninth-generation Illuminati and that his family was in the Illuminati since the 1720s. Uh, basically, it, the entire first seven years of my life, every time you turned around there was some sort of ritual or special uh, holiday. I mean, it, it's very much like the Catholic Church. Every time you turn around it's, it's some saints feast. Uh, most of the time they didn't need a reason to kill somebody for, uh, let's say, Halloween. Uh, they did what they did uh, based on religious practices that, that go back for them probably 3,000 B.C. So when I, when I look at my, let's say, early spring memories of being in the cult, to me, it's the same. It was the same as any other time, where whether there were uh, there was always raping and torture. But if there was a uh, human sacrifice to be done, it meant it was wasn't really that big a difference for them to do it um, May first or to do it uh, during the equinox, the summer uh, solstice. Uh, it, it, they they didn't need a an excuse of a, a reason. They they just they would kill people all year long. They would rape people all year long. But when it comes to what you're talking about with the season of sacrifice, that's where you get into the Illuminati mind control manipulation of society in general. And so, then, so this
2: is an event on a mass scale done to uh, to push consciousness in a certain direction on a mass scale.
0: Well. When you talk about mass uh, consciousness manipulation, my favorite story in my family was watching the JFK funeral with my mother, father, and two brothers. And my father saying to my mother that he had just finished talking to the head of our town cult. And he said to my mother, this is a ritual. It's called the death of a king and we did this and the driver of the limo was our man and i'm just saying and this, it's this just is like the death of Diana.
2: This is something, the killing of the king or queen is something that I talked about. Uh, if people go on the news section of my website, I got into this with uh, Bob from Cincinnati when he brought me on his show, Occult Empire, a couple of months ago. And uh, we briefly discussed the ritual known as the killing of the king. I'm not sure if I went into that during the season of sacrifice um, uh, shows or not. I can't quite remember. But uh, I do know I touched upon this topic on uh uh occult empire with Bob from Cincinnati and you could uh check that out. That was a show that was actually on the alchemical tradition, alchemy, uh that I did with Bob on uh Occult Empire a couple months ago. You could check that out in the news section of of the uh of the what on earth is happening website. But uh, Jay, we uh, you had mentioned another one during the break, uh, just off the top of your head, you, you threw it out there. The Battle of Lexington, the battles of Lexington and Concord, actually happened on this date, April nineteenth. It seems that for mass killing, for mass murder, this date is so favored. April nineteenth and April twentieth are seem to be extreme favorite uh, dates in the mindset of these dark occultists. Do you want to touch on that?
0: Well. Of course, April twentieth is Adolf Hitler's birthday, so you always have to try to give kudos to the master of eugenics on his birthday.
2: Yeah, I, I can see why these eugenicists would want to uh, sort of, uh, you know, tip their hat. In other words, uh, in the, in a very sick and twisted way. Um, the, so this date, these dates in particular, April nineteenth and twentieth, uh, you know, absolutely be keeping your eyes open during that. We'll talk more about it as as it approaches. But uh, again, I, I consider the unofficial beginning of this season to be tomorrow. So uh, that that is what I would consider really the, the opening of the season of sacrifice is March nineteenth. So um, uh, I guess you know that's really all I wanted to say about that, and just uh, put it out there for people to really, really. Uh, Be aware of it. Uh, Don't obsess over it. Study it. Understand it. Understand that this is uh, the mindset of these twisted psychopathic individuals that are the occultists who are really running things in the power structure of our world. But uh, this is their belief system. You know, I'm not telling you that there is any kind of special magic that occurs because they can th- uh, find a way to manipulate a situation where uh, thousands, hundreds or thousands of people are, are killed during a certain time of the year. What I am telling you is that that's what they believe. They believe that and are certainly willing to act upon that belief system. So it's important to understand their beliefs and keep an eye out during this time of the year. So um, let's, let's move on and start getting into... Satanic ritual abuse healing methods. Um, the first thing I would I, I guess I uh, want to ask you is what helped you to come out of the condition that you were in as a result of all the trauma and abuse that you suffered during your childhood what what? Did you specifically do or what happened to you to help you start to uh, bridge that gap uh, psychologically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually? Uh, tell us, you know, what basically led you from that condition of uh, deep imbalance, pain and suffering to the condition that you're in today, being an awake and aware uh, individual?
0: Well, it's a uh, journey of, you know, thousands of steps. And... Uh one step builds onto the uh, platform of the previous step and you rise up out of the mind control. I have to say that uh, because of the uh, adage birds of a feather flock together uh, many of my friends were abuse victims and so one of the things that helped wake me up was that one of my uh, close personal friends was a satanic ritual abuse victim also and he had woken up to the fact that he had been uh, raped and tortured as a child and he started reading books about it and then he gave them to me because once he got enough understanding of his psychology he took a look at me and said oh that's why we're good friends because subconsciously we both had been through the ringer.
2: Interesting. Would, would you say that it would also have a great bearing upon whether someone be, starts to go in the direction of healing, the kind of people that they would choose to associate with uh, um, perhaps even after the, uh, the direct trauma uh, has been done to them?
0: One of the amazing things when I look back at when I first started break my programming first started breaking down one of the main reasons with this is I stayed away purposely from my father who was my primary hand without him able to reboot my programming it started to lose its power
2: so physically removing yourself, if it is within your capability from from doing that, if you know that this kind of abuse is, is being done to you, physically leaving the scenario, uh, if you can muster the courage to do that, and if you know the the the, the cult that is doing this to you does not you know want to physically keep you held hostage in a physical way, physically removing yourself from that scenario is step one. Absolutely. We'll pick this up on the other side of the break. Our special guest today, Jay Parker. We're back, everyone. Our special guest today, Jay Parker, survivor of satanic ritual abuse, and we're go- we're talking about healing methods for SRA, Satanic Ritual Abuse. Um, Jay was saying that the first uh, thing to do is to physically remove yourself from the circumstances uh, of the cult, from the actual physical surroundings of the cult that you may be uh, surrounded by. And this is obviously doable to a certain extent depending on the the nature of the the, the type of cult that you're dealing with. Um, This was possible... Uh, to an extent, for you, uh, many people are under such strong mind control that they can't mentally bring themselves to to do that. But many people, I guess, some of the their role in the cult setting is valuable enough to the cult members that they will not physically be allowed to do that so if it is possible that is the very first thing is uh, as Jay was talking about this concept of people of like-minded consciousness will continue to breed that same consciousness so it's very important to physically remove yourself from those surroundings so Jay do you want to touch anything more on that or do you want to move on to the next uh, technique
0: well well one thing I remember from that time of Uh, becoming aware of reality as opposed to my uh, programmed mindset was the emotional horror of finally pulling the curtain back and starting to uh, break through the amnesic barriers of the trauma and having body feelings and memories coming into my mind from what I had experienced as a child and emotionally it was really painful but I was fortunate that in my own uh, consciousness that when I realized how I had been duped and used as a uh, tool you know of the the cult uh, I was angry enough that I actually decided that I was going to get better from it. I wasn't going to wallow in the negativity. I was going to find positive things and heal myself. And because I understood enough about human life in general that we are, to a basic extent, computers. And it's garbage in, garbage out. And whatever you're focusing your attention on, that's where your energy is going to be. And by reading healing books psychologically, and Fritz Springmeier's book on uh, how to make a monarch mountain control slave was really helpful to me because I was able to see the clinic way of looking at these uh, rituals and, and understand the the why and how of what I had experienced.
2: So, uh, quality of attention plays into this in a big way, and this is one of the things that we've already talked about on the show as one of the uh, overarching solutions for uh, how humanity can change its consciousness and and heal its imbalances. So, that uh, plays a huge role in recovery from ritual abuse as well. Uh, What you pay attention to is ultimately what's going to manifest in your life. Uh, Of course, with mind control and mind control triggers, uh, the kind that are embedded in trauma-based mind control, that could be an even taller order for people who are just, let's say, hooked on certain forms of media, or you know, hooked on certain forms of uh, frivolous entertainment. So uh, that that will obviously. A, t- a tall order for people who have been through this ringer of trauma-based mind control. But uh, why don't we stay focused on, on that aspect of it for the time being and talk about who are some of the influences, uh, some of the people that you really kind of paid attention to that helped you to to uh, uh, change your worldview and your mindset?
0: Well, all I have to say is thank God for the internet and uh, uh, I, I, I have to say... The, the process of break one of the things that will happen when you're a monarch or you go through any cult abuse and, and this this goes for any, any quote unquote quote just off the beaten path religion. People are susceptible to emotional abuse and emotional manipulation in group settings. and all I have to say is when I woke up, I had already, because of the web, had started to read books by, uh, by authors that expanded my awareness of reality. Let's say I was a big fan and still am of Nassim Haramon. I I like the work of Dr. Bruce Lipton when he talks about the epigenetic nature and the reprogrammable nature of human consciousness both physically and mentally. And when I was waking, fighting the, uh, let's just call it the suicide programming of Monarch, because once you really put your foot down and say, okay, I see what this happened to me, I know who my abusers are, you'll go through a period of several months where this, uh, and it's nothing more than suicide programming, where emotionally and mentally you'll be up against the wall, uh, and your your mind and body will be screaming at you: "Kill yourself!" There's, you know, don't don't try to heal from this. Just give up. Look at your whole life was a fraud, blah blah blah. And I, I just fought through that because of my understanding that I didn't know everything, and that. There was a lot to learn and and understand. I hadn't given up on life because of what had happened to me. I realized that I had been given an opportunity to literally reprogram myself.
2: Okay, so we talked about removal from the physical surroundings if that is within your capability to do so. The change in the quality of attention, who you pay attention to, what you focus your attention on uh, will redirect the manifestation that's taking place in your life. Let's move on to um, another technique. What would you say is the next most important thing to start to do to uh, reverse the, the tide and heal uh, the worldview and heal the psychological and, uh, and the physical damage that has been done uh, you know, as a result of the uh, direct uh, um, mind control techniques, particularly the trauma-based techniques?
0: Well, in, in, in the books I was reading, I was reading a lot of psychology books based on trauma both cult and non-cult sexual trauma. I was reading a lot of uh, information based on the sciences and history and just generally speaking I had gotten myself into a, a conscious state where learning and understanding became an important thing to me. When I realized what that my family was totally cold and you know basically my brother even my older brother tried to reboot my programming at one point as I was pulling away okay and when he did that and I realized that not even my most beloved brother was my friend anymore now most people when that realization would hit them they, they would be crushed totally. But for me, I realized from that it, it, it's, 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 it's something that I, I guess I had just read enough psychology to the point where I had developed some critical thinking skills of, of my own. And instead of uh, being really, I, I was angry at my brother for being cult and trying to reboot my programming. But I also had read enough of Fritz Springmeier's work and some of the other trauma-based psychologists to understand that until people take a step back from their personal programming, whether it's trauma-based or whether it's uh, religion or whatever it is, and look at it through critical thinking, they're nothing but prisoners of their programming.
2: So what you needed to realize in in the instance with your brother is that he was simply a, a prisoner of his own programming and doing what his programming dictated. So part of your own healing was letting go of that resentment that he's still under the, the mind control and you're coming out of it and to basically let that anger go regarding uh, the state of consciousness that he's still trapped in.
0: Well, Absolutely. I, when, when that particular incident happened... Uh, Although I was mad at him, I also had read enough that I had an understanding about basically the robotic nature of people who are programmed.
2: Would it be fair to sum up that basic aspect of, of, as a technique uh, for healing from this uh, uh, type of trauma? Would it be fair to uh, group that under the category generally of forgiveness in general?
0: Oh, absolutely! I think one of the biggest things you have to do is uh, lighten up on yourself.
2: Absolutely, that's very important uh, to uh, you know basically look at things in a positive way. Uh, the power of positive thinking is something we're going to talk a lot more about on in the future on this show. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Our special guest, Jay Parker. You know. welcome back everyone you're listening to what on earth is happening here on the Oracle Broadcasting Network I'm your host Mark Passio my website what on earth is dot com today on the show our special guest Jay Parker survivor of satanic ritual abuse we're talking about healing methodologies for people who have been put through this horrific form of trauma-based mind control so Jay you were uh, talking about the you know the the necessity for forgiveness for people that are still trapped in this kind of abusive setting and you know, are operating on you know, their uh, automaton programming uh, and realize that that really isn't the individual. That really isn't that the, the true person. That's not the true individual. That's not their real soul. They're operating on, uh, under programmed uh, conditions and, and circumstances that have been instilled there. Uh, that programming has been instilled there by trauma that they themselves went through so I said is that fair to call it uh, as a general technique practicing forgiveness and your response to that
0: well let, let's let just talk about my oldest brother that when he tried to reboot my programming under direction of my father uh, you know I just looked at him uh, and that's the last time I actually saw him physically, and that was over 10 years ago. And basically, when that incident happened, and I realized he was in on it, I, I was extremely angry at him, but, but we had had, as my programming was breaking down, I reached out to my brother to try to discuss some of the things I was remembering from our childhood and my brother looked at me and with tears in his eyes he said to me I don't want to go back there I don't want to think about that time at all I can't deal with it and I said I want to know what happened you know I, I have these memories flooding back to me uh, I, I want to understand this and so you you go on line and, and, and some of the first memories that that came back to me were Uh, Sexual abuse, and also some of the uh, training time that I actually spent alone with my parents being told the true nature of reality in the world that the Illuminati controlled the world, that we were an Illuminati family, and the things we did were because we were part of the power structure. And so then you. you start to search out Illuminati, secret societies. What, what are these things? What are these memories? And you start to read people like David Icke and you start to go down the rabbit hole and you start to uh, study and, and research and try to find answers to the memories that you have. Which That's what I did.
2: So w- would you say that um, wanting to look at what actually occurred is like a prerequisite for healing uh, psychologically and, and mentally and, and emotionally. Uh, can people, do you think that they can fully heal from this type of trauma? If they refuse to admit what occurred and and uh, not look at it, not want to know all about what really happened and why, uh, you know, is it possible for them to heal without doing that homework? you know, or um, is that a prerequisite? Is that something that people really need to, you know, basically buck up and do that work, look into it no matter how dark it is uh, to really fully recover?
0: I went through an interesting time, Mark. In the first several years of my recovery process, in that by reading a lot of books by mainstream psychologists and uh, let's say uh, abuse therapists and psychologists, I, I found that they had what I all I can say is a mentality of wallowing and of victimization of constantly constantly rehashing the trauma rather than reprogramming and I, I don't know why maybe it's something in me but I wanted an understanding and then I wanted to release it and then reach out and bring something empowering intimate into me so that I would truly be Rise above right. what it happened to me.
2: So it's the idea once again of knowing, but not focusing on the negative. Knowing about it, knowing how it works, but not obsessing on the negative. There's so much negativity, and there's so many mind control techniques, and uh, you know, dark things that are taking place in the world. If we obsessed on it, we would, you know, basically shut ourselves down, and we would never uh, come into any kind of personal power or personal uh, empowerment we need to be aware of the darkness which is why i spent a year and a half on mind control techniques to make people aware of all the multifaceted techniques of control that are going mass control that are going on all around us at all times and places but at the same time we moved on from that because i don't want to just dwell on those things we're talking about how we can set things right ultimately you know uh, e- empowerment is what we want to focus on we want to be aware of the dark but then turn our attention to well what can we actually do to heal from those dark uh, um, things that are going on around us so um, it's absolutely important to keep in mind uh, be aware of the darkness, but don't dwell upon it and let it take over your everyday waking consciousness. There's a big difference between those things, and sometimes it could be a line to walk. You have so many people that constantly talk about all the negative that's going on, but never really bring up solutions. Well, what we do here, as part of what on earth is happening, is discuss solutions and what we can actually do practically and pragmatically to bring about a change in the current situation so um... that's a very key thing uh, uh, there jay and i'm glad you brought it up so um... let let's talk about some of the physical things like i know uh... you wanted to get into food and how the change of diet can really help with the change of mental attitude worldview and uh... psychology as well so uh... uh what do you want to say in regards to what uh, you did practically to change your physiology and what you were take you know taking into your body, nourishing your 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 body computer with, so to speak.
0: Well, one of, one of the things I used to love to do in my life before I woke up was I loved to work really hard and party really hard. So I would drink after work practically every day, and one of the things I had to face as I woke up was that was a program in me to keep my subconscious memories and to keep what was stewing deep down inside me mentally from surfacing was just have a drink, relax, forget about it. And so I stopped uh, drinking to excess and I started learning about nutrition and I started realizing more and more from the uh, scientists and philosophers I was reading that you're basically the sum total of your own personal knowledge so if you're ignorant of something uh, you're not you're not going to do yourself any favors and and this especially when we talk about diet and this is a big issue with you and you look at what's being fed to the human race today One of the first things you can do to make yourself feel better and heal yourself is to stop eating GMO poison, to get away from aspartame, uh, alcohol and drug abuse. You literally stop feeding the demons and start feeding the healing and it takes a little more effort and at times I have to say I look at my organic diet now and I'm not a chef so it's, it's somewhat bland, but that's the way I keep it, uh, the price down is I don't go crazy. I keep it simple, but I, I've noticed absolute changes in my physiology in the last three years, especially since I went totally vegan and uh, organic, and I just, I stay away from the garbage.
2: It really is a form of vibratory energy that we're taking in through our food, so um I, I the, how you put it is so appropriate. When people feed low vibrational food to their body, they're literally feeding demons that are controlling them, that are keeping them on that program because that demon acts like a parasite. It wants that 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 entity wants to feed on the low vibratory form of energy and it wants you uh, constantly uh, um, down in your energy system so that it can stay latched on to you. Because if you get healthy and you get onto high vibratory energy foods, living natural foods, living organic foods, those energy vampires that are all around us are not going to feed. They, they, can't, they can't stay and uh, attached and feed off of that different uh, vibrational uh, energy through, through high quality food. So we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Stay with us. Welcome back, everyone. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. We're into the second hour of the show. Our special guest today, Jay Parker, we're talking about satanic ritual abuse and the methodologies for psychologically and mentally healing from this type of trauma-based mind control. And uh, I want to give the call-in number because um, uh, we're going to be taking calls this hour, uh, a little bit later in the program. So the call-in number is eight six six eight four one one zero six five 841 1065 Once again, the call-in number eight six six eight four one one zero six five 841 1065 is the number to call in and join us live. Um be patient, get in the caller queue and I will take your calls uh, after we cover a couple more topics. So uh Jay, you want to wrap up on uh food and how important that really is to uh to um... set the body right, the 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 vibratory energy of the body ultimately needs to be in right uh, harmonic uh, vibration, oscillation, in order for the subsequent healing to take place mentally, um, emotionally, psychologically. Uh, and you want to talk about some of the people that helped you to really uh, recognize that, so that you could uh, put that into practice in your life.
0: Well. When, when when I first woke up uh, I I had some f- fortunate things happen to me uh, because of my situation in my life for uh, many years being being a zombie in the system uh, most of the people I worked with in business and in personal friends were either former abuse victims or in the Illuminati themselves so I just want to tell this one little story uh, because it deals with how I got to where I am today. Uh, There was a uh, bar owner in the uh, neighborhood here in Philadelphia uh, and I would go over to his bar and drink. And it had become uh, known to uh, most of the people that were in my uh, circle of friends that I had Realized that I was a traumatic abusive victim because I was talking to people who were who close to me about what was going on with me. So it, it kind of got around the grapevine of the cult in Philadelphia that I had woken up. And so I went to this one guy's bar and I'm sitting down and having a beer and he looks at me and I could tell that he was in the, he was in the uh, cult. I I don't want to get into details with it, but let's just say he looks at me and he says, do you have a TV? And I said, yes, I do. And he said, it's really not good for you. And, you know, being being, uh, an Illuminist, he could have literally, you know, hurt me if he wanted to. But because he personally liked me, and he heard that I was waking up, he decided instead of putting me down and stepping on me with his heel, he decided, ah, oh, the guy's got some consciousness in him, after all. Well, I'll give him a little pointer, a, a, you know, a way out of the uh, of the maze. And he just and I'll never forget him looking at me and saying that TV it's really not good for you and the way he said it to me was as a handler would give a point of direction to a slave
2: almost as if he was just outright admitting uh, in very few words that they are the controllers of that device they are the people who uh, put the vibratory energy that they do out into the world through that device and uh... The results of that kind of uh of consciousness uh intake of the intake of that type of information would be upon the consciousness
0: exactly
2: all right this is the uh short segment so we'll pick it up on the other side of this break you're listening to what on earth is happening ladies and gentlemen here on the oracle broadcasting network we'll be back with our guest jay parker We're back, everyone. You're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. Our special guest today on the show, satanic ritual abuse survivor, Jay Parker. We're talking about healing methods for SRA. And uh, we covered several, and we were talking about food and how important it is to get on healthy, organic foods because that's vibratory energy that's also uh... affecting consciousness that's affecting our, uh... emotional makeup and our psychological makeup and it's something i talked about extensively on the show we did many programs on all the dangers and poisons that are in food and we did uh... many shows on uh... what the right thing to do regarding food is um, jay was talking about television and how poisonous that form of intake of media is and this is something we talked about in the change of quality of attention section as part of solutions to overall mass mind control what it seems to sound like to me more and more is that a lot of the healing techniques for uh... extreme traumatic mind control such as jay went through and many others have uh... they dovetail and go hand in hand with the solutions for mass mind control they're basically doing the same thing uh, to the person's consciousness, putting it under a form of control, of behavioral control, okay, they're they're using different methods to do that. The, the methods are more subtle and long-term and chronic uh, when it comes to mass mind control, but under trauma-based mind control, they're more uh, extreme and they're more highly focused and they're done in shorter orders of time. It sounds like, though, the general solutions are basically very similar to each other. Jay, your comment on that, and then uh, if you want to continue uh, on food uh, and and uh, quality of attention through cutting out television, go right ahead.
0: Well, I absolutely believe that no one should watch TV except for maybe one or two good entertaining programs a week. If, if you're watching TV more than three hours a week, you've got a problem. It's I mean, physiologically, and what it does in uh, bringing down your uh, brainwave pattern puts you in a state of hypnosis so that the subliminals can be put into your subconscious. If you want to do that to yourself, good luck with that. One of the things that my healing process was fortunate to have was I was taught to be a reader. And so when I started waking up, I didn't do anything but try to get information. And the web has been a a great tool. But uh, also, uh, you know, hanging out with people like you, Mark, uh, people who are actively using their entire life force to get to the truth about what the human race is here for you know, what are the big questions? I mean, what happens in our society is we're told to think small-minded and to think selfishly and not to really get a big overview about history, philosophy, spirituality, what you're really here for. And fortunately, uh, As I woke up, David Icke's books were really good in getting me to open up because the Illuminati control system is a system of scarcity and it's a system of, I wouldn't say just disempowerment, but it it really is a small box that you live in. And you're not allowed to look outside that box.
2: Absolutely, and that's the thing that... They continuously reinforce through their media which is going to be uh... enforced through the television and that's what part of what holds people in such a small limited perception of the reality in which they live in on a day-to-day basis i want to uh, comment on what you said about david ike because he was a, a researcher that really really helped my awakening process as well and uh... for people that you know uh... have a a lopsided or slanted interpretation of this man's work. I would say, stop going on what you have heard from other people, or that even that you've just watched in a five-minute YouTube video. You need to sit down and read his books from the beginning, from the early ones. Start at his very first book, which was, I think, Truth Vibrations. He wrote another one that wasn't really about. Uh, consciousness that was about the green party movement i think it was called it doesn't have to be like this which is also an excellent book his first book in what you can consider uh, alternative information and uh, higher consciousness was truth vibrations and i would highly recommend people start reading his work from there from his earlier books and proceed to some of his later books that are much larger and jam-packed with even more information but uh... uh then you'll really get a sense of what a kind of researcher that man is, you know, and, and how, mu- how proliferous his work is, prolific his work is. I mean, uh, the amount of research that he's put into even one of his books you could research on those topics for a lifetime because they're so well documented and they' you know there's so many references provided particularly in some of his larger books like and the truth shall, Sh- shall set you free or the biggest secret I mean they could take you into thousands of topics on their own just from the end notes from each chapter so people who have a a, a, a colored viewpoint of his work really should stop Paying attention to hearsay again or what they've seen in a brief clip somewhere, and actually sit down and read what he has written over 20 years of his life through, through I think now, eight, 17 or 18 books, something like that. So uh, that's what I have to say on that. Jay, we want to get into a couple other topics too. You wanted to talk about the Trivium a little bit. You have uh, uh, Emotional Freedom Technique was another uh, uh, healing modality that you uh, want to direct people toward if they're not familiar with it or know about it, EFT. And I want you to tell the listeners about your uh, work with Organite as well. So uh, let's start with the Trivium. Uh, what, what kind of work have you done regarding that and how could people employ that?
0: Well, one of the things that uh, happens to you as, you as you start to read David Icke and, uh, oh gosh, I, I think when it comes to understanding the mental faculties of, of being a human being, uh, people like Kevin Trudeau and Bruce, Dr. Bruce Lipton, uh, their lectures have been indispensable healing tools for me. And I'm not saying that Kevin Trudeau and Bruce Lipton have 100 percent lock on uh, truth or accuracy, but some of the concepts these men deal, deal with on a daily basis and try to teach people, uh, like epigenetic biology with Bruce Lipton, is that you are source programmable. and you can program yourself with positive things and make yourself happy or you can program yourself and and keep feeding yourself garbage and the garbage will manifest it's your choice it's individual responsibility but I really uh, think that uh, you know Andrew Grove and uh, Jan Irvin with the Trivium have been real inspirational to me as far as guys that are teaching about the ancient philosophy of critical thinking.
2: Absolutely, and that is one of the most important methods for truth discovery. So if you're going to get out of this uh, parasitic worldview and the worldview that's basically been leeching off of you, you have to have a method, methodology for discovering and understanding the truth. And the trivium is, uh, as you've said, indispensable in that regard. Ladies and gentlemen, stay with us. Our special guest on this episode of What on Earth is Happening, Jay Parker. We'll be right back after these words. The Oracle Broadcast. You can't stop people with the kind of conviction to come out of a situation seem so dire as satanic ritual abuse, and uh, I'm glad to be joined by one of them right here today on this broadcast, Jay Parker. So Jay, uh, we're going to continue talking about SRA healing techniques, you, you brought up the trivium, uh, we're, we want to talk about emotional freedom technique, or what is uh, commonly known as EFT, and uh, I, wanted, I want you to tell people about your research and work with Organite and some of the, uh, some of the um, uh theories and technologies of wilhelm reich so we'll get into that coming up but we do have a caller on the line do you want to go to the phones and take a phone call sure great okay here we go uh richard in washington you're live on what on earth is happening with our special guest jay parker welcome
1: yeah thank you for having me on uh my background is as a probation officer i was trained uh, educated in physiological psychology brain behavior and through my career as a probation correction officer and counselor uh, what I found was uh, there's a a close connection between habitual uh, behavior, which is makes us as a human being very successful, and addictive behavior. And uh, I've kind of challenged you before uh, as far as you know looking into what we consider to be food as as possible addiction, especially to carbohydrates and, and grains. Uh, the vegetarian myth is a as a uh, exposition by a, a vegan vegetarian who when her health started to deteriorate she really checked into it and found out the whole background of of what was happening not only in her condition but in the world in general i highly re- recommend that the keith is her name last name k-e-i-t-h and what you find, and just what I, I found in, in AA, is people go from an alcohol addiction to, say, an addiction to coffee, cigarettes, and donuts, and they're just trading addictions. And I don't want to sound insensitive here, but, but this seems to be somewhat about what you're talking about now. Uh, the personality, and we can take this on a spiritual level, uh, the personality seems to want to just trade addictions without really acknowledging the fact that they've gone from the habitual positive aspect of things to the addictive, uh, losing uh, sight of of reality uh, perspective. Uh, I'll give that as my my opinion, and and if you want to answer that and then ask me again uh, for a little more input, I'd I'd be happy to to let you respond.
0: I'd actually like to uh, talk to you a little bit more about the uh, aspects of diet, but one thing I I have to say is a well-rounded mental outlook uh, has been one of the things that has really healed me. Uh, When the Trivium gets you to really critically think about the information that you're being given, you start to look for the strings on the puppets in all aspects of your life. And you start to say, well, this person's telling me this, but is it because they're an organic vegetable seller? I mean, what's the motivation behind the people who are giving me information and I'm incorporating it into my worldview and into my life? And when you start to cut the strings of the puppets in front of you and make up your own mind and do your own research, then it becomes your life and your decision and your responsibility and your manifestation. And, and this is something that it literally took me eight years to even get baby steps on, onto a platform of self-responsibility.
2: And um, Richard, I'm not really quite sure what, uh, I mean, does what you were saying regarding that have to do with uh, ritual abuse per se in particular? I mean, you, you uh, were s- just-
1: yeah. Yes. There's been great points made, and that last one was was it a, an exceptionally great point. That's what I'm saying is possibly what you're mistaking for addiction and, and programming, and we all get programmed from youth. Uh, that's the nature of, of uh, turning to oh, adulthood. Right. And I don't want to sound insensitive because sure, sure. you know, I I can't put myself in another's shoes, and nobody knows you know their experience. You mean for like but, the other uh,
2: individuals I was referring to, like people who may still be in that mind in that mindset.
1: Right, right, but I do ask, and as part of the last uh, uh good point was due diligence uh partakes of taking uh opinions and and uh in research from other sides of the perspective, sure. and that's why i've challenged you and and i I challenge um, uh, the guest to read the vegetarian myth. this will give you a true perspective, and I call it the trivium, uh, my background is in Latin, rather than the trivium, like it's not trivial, it's, it's a triangular uh, perspective, three sides. Uh, and, and I just ask you to look at that and investigate the fact that carbohydrates, and like I said, grains, may be something con- contributing to an addictive pattern and not really to a, a vibratory enlightenment
2: sure uh, you know I, I think definitely we have to limit the intake of carbohydrates in general I don't think you know I think that's it's dangerous that they the 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 uh, conventional uh, food uh, and health system seems to want to put those as the very bottom or basis of the pyramid of the food pyramid and I, and I, I've talked about before how I think that is definitely not the case because uh, it's not something that we need to make the staple of our diet I've Said that you know the actual living energy that's contained in foods that grow from the earth uh, that are that are actually living, like fresh fruits, whole fruits and vegetables, is well we should make the very staple, the the basis of, of the of the diet because that's taking in the living energy of the sun. So, um, uh, great call there, Richard. And uh, we don't have any other callers on the line. But the number to join us is eight six six eight four one. One zero six five. Once again, the call-in number to join uh, What on Earth is Happening with our special guest, Jay Parker, is 866-841-1065. The lines are open, so call in and I'll put you right through. Jay, let's get back to another uh, healing technique that you wanted to cover, which was uh, EFT, or emotional freedom technique. You want to tell the listeners a little bit about this because this is not something I've talked about on What on Earth is Happening as of yet. and I, I want you to uh, uh, break it down and tell people what it is, what it's about and how you've employed it?
0: Well, um, as I've stated uh, previously, uh, two lecturers that I really uh, like, uh, one being Kevin Trudeau, who has his own radio show. Quite a few uh, books out there. He's anti-New World Order and uh, anti-Big Pharma. So uh, he's got my vote. But uh, Trudeau talks about... uh, He has a, a series called your wish is your command and it's basically an understanding of human subconscious and uh, your own personal programming. Now it's very much like the secret but the secret is something where they'll tell you the first two methods out of a five method uh, belief system and you're not going to go anywhere with it but there are some truths in the secret and in your wishes your command that are paramount in understanding human psychology but Bruce Lipton's work uh... he goes into a uh, an eight hour lecture called the wisdom of yourselves once a person understands that the first six years of their life they're on complete download programming they do not differentiate any information coming in whatsoever. They're just making the su- the subconscious processor of their biological computer. That means the first 6 years of your life, you're being completely programmed. Your conscious mind only represents 1% of what's going on in your life. You need to understand that if you got problems in your life, you might want to reprogram, and EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique, is a reprogramming of the subconscious.
2: I personally uh, cannot recommend Kevin Trudeau and Bruce Lipton highly enough. These are two individuals people really need to understand that series that you talk about, Your Wishes, Your Command, is invaluable. People really need to check it out. Listen to what Kevin Trudeau is saying. Understand some of the sources that that material came from as well and uh, who's using those techniques. And uh, check out Bruce Lipton's work on uh, Looking you and the Hick
1: Radio. Welcome
2: back, everyone. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We're talking with special guest Jay Parker on this 100th episode edition of What on Earth is Happening about healing techniques for satanic ritual abuse, psychological, mental, physical, emotional. Jay, we're talking about an emotional healing technique known as EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique. You were talking. You were setting that up, uh, telling people that they need to really discover some of the work on uh, law of attraction that uh, that uh, Kevin Trudeau has done, and also some of the work that the uh, former cell biologist Bruce Lipton has done regarding uh, behavior, uh, environment, and genes, and uh, his work uh, like the uh, wisdom of your cells and biology of belief. Uh, now. Uh, transition that into talking about emotional freedom technique and what that actually is why that research of trudeau and Lipton is important regarding that uh, and uh, let us know what EFT can actually do in in a person's life and I know that you've used it to great benefit
0: well my my favorite uh, there's an entire uh, new psychology uh, that's known as energy healing and basically Most of them, uh, and there are quite a few different varieties, there's uh, touch and breathe, there's Psyche, there's uh, emotional freedom technique, which I find to be the easiest and simplest to do, Uh, but basically, you would form a a thought in your mind as to... uh, a negative belief or a feeling you have or it it could be anything but you put something in your mind and then you tap on acupressure points in your body while saying a phraseology that will help you to heal or deal with the trauma or the fear that you have and one of the reasons I really like EFT is for you just go to Amazon put in EFT and there's a bunch of books on how to do it properly. Uh, Gary Craig is uh, a person I really respect when it comes to EFT. There there have been EFT counselors that have dramatically healed post-traumatic stress disorder war veterans in VAs in the space of two or three days, taking people who are literally basket cases emotionally and getting them uh, to a point of uh, emotional healing over the trauma that they went through in war and uh, EFT has a uh, post-traumatic stress disorder book out there. Uh,
2: Tell us about what EFT actually is, like what is the technique that is used in it?
0: Well what had happened was there was a psychologist In Los Angeles, by the name of uh, Callerman, and Callerman was treating a woman who had a uh, severe phobia of water, and he was also at the time studying some Asian medicine and acupressure and uh, acupuncture, and he decided one day when this woman came over for her session with him and he had been working with her for years over her phobia on water and he decided just as I'm beginning to talk to her I'll just tap on an acupressure point on her collarbone and say to her the don't worry about the water the water's fine you know and what had happened by accident it's subconsciously reprogrammed her and she immediately ran into his backyard and stuck her feet in his pool. And this is a woman that would literally have a heart attack if she got near a pool. And so Callerman understood that he had, he had discovered something. And so he kept doing investigation and research and from his uh, investigation he came up with the energy psychology healing technique at which Gary Craig went to Kellerman and uh, developed EFT.
2: So to be clear it's tapping on different pressure points in the body while sort of um, uh, repeating, uh, e- e- I guess, either aloud or to yourself, some sort of a mantra that you're going to uh, change a behavior or a belief that you don't particularly like about yourself. or a, 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 Right. A, a, uh, an aspect of the same. There
0: is a, uh, a setup that one does. And let's say your fear is rats. And you would say to yourself, while tapping on a particular acupressure point, you would say... Um, I I, I have no more fear of rats. Rats don't scare me. And then as you go through the entire gamut of pressure points, you would say, let's say the word rats. And you would do this several times. And basically, you can go online and see Gary Craig's uh, YouTube videos where he demonstrates emotional freedom technique in action. And all I can say is, I've spent a lot of time with different psychologists in my life. And I can say for myself that EFT has been a really wonderful technique for me because not only do I start clearing away the baggage of my personal trauma, but it also brings out of my subconscious other issues that my mind wants to get rid of. So I'll do an EFT session with myself based on some things I went through in the SRA and other issues will come to my mind and I'll tap on those issues because EFT has the ability to really bring out of your subconscious deep hidden issues.
2: And you know, I think it's more than just a uh, a belief in the mind that doing that is going to uh... make a difference like the actual tapping i think it's actually redirecting energy from these pressure points i mean you know about the system of acupuncture and and other uh... uh, uh healing uh... traditions that use pressure points uh... in order to release certain energies in the body or di- or redirect the flow of energy in the body so th- i think there's something physically tangibly to this technique that actually uh... makes it uh, a, a viable solution and makes it actually work would you agree with that?
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, One of the things that uh, I've been doing, and you know this about me, is I'll listen to interviews on Red Ice Radio and if if I like something I'll get the book and I'll read it. Red Ice Radio, Camelot Productions, I'm constantly on the web feeding my mind a varied diet. I'll even listen to people I don't particularly agree with because I want to sharpen my mental ability to sift truth from fiction. Okay? And I, I realize from listening to your work, Mark, that we're here as conscious beings to learn and to grow. And we're not here to sit in front of a television and eat aspartame poison.
2: Exactly. And w- what you're saying makes a really valid point. Uh, Something that I try to continuously reinforce is that we really do need to be eclectic about our information gathering. We can't limit our scope. We have to take in information from an extraordinarily wide variety of sources and then boil it all down you know, to, to uh, as you've said, hone our ability, our mental ability to try to separate truth from fiction. And that is part of why we're here, because that process is what helps us to grow uh, as human beings in consciousness. So, uh, extremely valid point. Um, Jay, I know something that's uh, really near and dear, dear to your heart um, that uh, we could do an entire show on. Um, uh, if you're Through basically saying what you wanted to regarding EFT and uh, I I love all the names that you've dropped during the show. These are people that I also highly respect and think everybody should really look into their work and get some of their books and other materials because uh, they've put out such an extraordinary uh, uh, amount of information uh, that is uh, for for the betterment of humanity. Uh, but uh, let's talk a little bit about organite and the work of Wilhelm Reich and uh, the work of people who have uh, uh, come forward with uh, how to make uh, organite uh, with uh, everyday materials. I know this is something that you do, and uh, this is a form of radionics, is it not?
0: Yes, yes. Uh, Wilhelm Reich uh, was murdered by the FDA in 1956. And uh, basically, he was a psychologist, a, a medical doctor. Uh, an amazing amazing honest scientist but Wilhelm Reich used to make these uh, large boxes let's say four foot by five foot where a person could sit inside the box and it was basically panels of inorganic and organic material put together and people would sit inside these boxes of fiberglass and steel wall and be healed.
2: Amazing And that's simply from, again, the the redirection or transmutation of energy that was made possible by this form of technology. We're going to talk a little bit more about organite on the other side, organ energy in general, and organite specifically on the other side of this break. We're coming up to another break, and uh, we'll come back with the last segment of What on Earth is Happening for this 100th episode. Welcome back, everyone. This is the final segment for this edition, this 100th edition of What on Earth is Happening. Now, before we get back into it with our special guest, Jay Parker, I just want to tell everyone I am going to begin a new podcast page. I'm going to keep 100 podcasts in uh, the uh, archive on on this page that I have now going, and then when we go to podcast 101 next week, I am going to start a new page. So be aware that none of the podcasts will be taken down next week. I'm just beginning a new page, and then you'll need to click next page to see the rest of the archive. This is just so that the page doesn't get, you know, really really huge and big and cause loading problems for some people on slower connections. So. Uh, just be aware of that, and I'll remind everyone of that next week as well. So, uh, with that being said, let's go back to Jay Parker, who was talking about uh, orgone energy, some of the discoveries of Wilhelm Reich, and organite in general. Jay, uh, tell us what the fundamental difference between orgone energy and organite is, and uh, who basically is the the uh, main inventor of uh, organite itself.
0: Well, Wilhelm Reich. Uh he died in 1956 in Lewisburg Penitentiary on uh, trumped up charges from the FDA. But he was a, uh, a protege of Sigmund Freud. Uh, when it comes to uh, the great scientists in Europe of the 30s, Wilhelm Reich was one of these men. Uh, uh, you can also, also look at, uh, we, we like to talk about this era, the 20s and the 30s. Uh, where some of the greatest geniuses that ever walked the face of the earth got shafted by the new world order system Wilhelm Reich is one of those great minds uh... royal Raymond Reif is another great mind that got shafted by the new world order system and uh... uh... there was one more person i think his name was uh... tesla
2: (laughs) yeah that guy
0: yeah, and so when you when you look at what these three men, Wilhelm Reich, Nikola Tesla, and Royal Raymond Reif, were attempting to do for society in the 20s and 30s, and the answer that this evil society gave those men, uh, we would live in a totally different world had these men been honored. But as far as Organite... Uh, I'm a member of a group here in Philadelphia called the Free Your Mind Conference and one of my partners in Free Your Mind Conference uh, the executive producer uh, Michael Falsetta and I we have a little Organite partnership here in Philadelphia so we make a lot of pendants we make uh, pyramids uh, Basically, the technique of orgone accumulation that Wilhelm Reich discovered with his layers of fiberglass and steel wool panels, uh, Reich discovered that throughout the entire universe, there is life force energy, and he termed this orgone energy. And he, f- he found that if you simply took organic and inorganic uh, materials and place them next to each other, it would accumulate this naturally flowing in, uh,
2: in, in alternating layers mm-hmm. right? okay
0: Now what, what I do it, it, w-
2: it would direct this life force energy in like a certain direction or accumulate it, actually uh, actually amass it in a certain location.
0: Yeah, the organized devices I make um, as far as the science that I know, they not only accumulate and broadcast positive orgone energy, but they also transmute negative orgone energy. There's actually a yin and yang energy system that we're a party to here.
2: Very interesting. Now, who developed the technique of modern orgonite? Uh, Wilhelm Reich, disco- uh, you know, ba- is basically the discoverer of this form of life force energy referred to as Orgone, but um, who, who started with Orgonite itself?
0: Well, Wilhelm Reich had a, in Maine a, a uh, institute of research and study in his uh, psychology and physiological work. Uh, a lot of uh, people were protégés of his and so it just was a naturally occurring thing that if you had organic and inorganic panels and you made boxes out of them what would happen if you took metal which is inorganic and organic fiberglass resin and made a 50-50 mix would it have the same organ accumulator effect and they found that it did and then people started energy sensitive started to realize that if you added uh, uh... Quartz crystal and other gemstones. You could even enhance the property of the energy coming through.
2: And who are some of the people that are pioneers in that
0: well work? If you uh, you know just do a Google search on Organite and uh, or on YouTube, and you'll find many people. But my favorite, uh, the man who introduced modern Organite uh, portable devices to me, of course, is Don Croft. And Don Croft is uh, the web, his website is ethericwarriors.com. And ethericwarriors.com is probably the worldwide uh, headquarters of modern organite gifting throughout the world.
2: Uh, Some people will remember back uh, before the Free Your Mind conference when we had a um, uh, little contest that I did on. uh, uh, the question of the mystery traditions and the the prize was an organite pyramid. Uh, Jay was actually the maker of that pyramid and uh, his, his techniques have actually even been refined since then. Uh, I'm sitting here in the room with three uh, pieces of organite right here now as we speak but uh, Jay's modern uh, techniques that he's using to create organite are uh, absolutely fantastic and uh, he does a great job with them and it's uh, all done with uh, very positive intentions and uh, positive uh, high level of consciousness put into the work. So, uh, Jay, I'm going to turn the floor over to you for the last few minutes. And uh, uh, you could uh, say anything you want about um, you know, what people can do to help heal uh, for, from the type of traumatic uh, ritual abuse that, may, that they may have gone through and what we need to heal as a society in general. The floor is yours uh, to take the show out.
0: Well Mark, uh, I just want to congratulate you on your hundredth show and uh, I can't stress enough uh, how much your friendship has meant to me over the years in uh, actually healing. Some of your work on natural law has been greatly beneficial to my heart and mind because one of the things abusers do is they take away your rights and they tell you that you don't deserve anything and natural law and uh, good philosophy tells you that you're part of nature and that you belong here and it's a good thing Uh, I've been uh, gifting Organite with uh, Michael Falsetta for uh, quite a while now I guess we're we're over a year now and we're hitting energy vortexes and uh, different uh... line configurations in the philadelphia region uh... trying to uh... do our part to uh, fight back the cell tower radiation which is uh... turning people into zombies um, as far as healing from SRA you really you need to do EFT because I've sat with and paid a high price and I've sat with satanic ritual abuse uh, counselors, and uh, it's a good thing when you find a a good SRA counselor, but they're few and far between in the traditional uh, psychiatric world, Uh, and if you want to alleviate the pain and suffering of waking up from severe abuse, EFT is, is your ticket out.
2: Fantastic. Jay, always a pleasure to have you on the show. and uh, uh, just can't thank you enough for uh, your convictions and for putting this information out there for people. Uh, that's what it's ultimately all about, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we can go through the, our experiences, but how we ultimately face them. And then share that experience with other people is what's going to define us as a human being. And that's ultimately what's going to determine whether we get out of this current situation that we're in, in human consciousness or not. Okay. So it's all about putting that information out there for other people. And Jay, once again, I want to uh, congratulate and applaud you for doing that for the listeners of this program. That's all the time we have for this edition of What on Earth is Happening, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank you all for listening, and I'll see you here at the same time next week right here on Oracle Broadcasting. Stick around. Chris Everard is up next.